Jenny Detweiler, and I invite you to come and join me as we take a pause in our busy day and pursue soul care, as we allow our bodies to slow down and our minds to be renewed with goodness, truth, and hope. This is PRN. Pause. Renew. Next. Hi, friends. I'm so glad that you've joined me today for the 99th episode. Can you believe it? Next week, we'll mark the 100th episode. If you're not already following me on social media, go do that because there's going to be a really fun giveaway next week to celebrate the 100th episode. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Pause Renew Next. Instead of starting our episode today with a centering practice and a slowdown tool like we usually do, we're actually going to end the episode that way. So I'm going to jump into today's episode by telling you a story. In our front yard, between our rosebush and our daylilies, grow two redbud trees. For one week, or maybe two weeks if we're lucky in the spring, our redbud trees flower gloriously. Oh, have you seen a redbud tree? They're beautiful. The purple flowers are amazing. The rest of the year, however, it's kind of a ho-hum tree. There's not a lot going on. You would not know that, though, by the way it procreates. There are seed packets galore that fall out of that thing. My kids loved to play with them when they were little. They would pull them. They'd play with them. They'd throw them at each other. And because it procreates so well, we found, you guessed it, millions of redbud trees that felt like all over our yard, in our flower bed, in the middle of the yard, in our liriope, just everywhere. So a couple of years ago, I decided it was time to do some yard work, and I started cleaning up my front flower beds, and I began a battle with all the baby redbud trees. Now, I found very quickly that their roots reached not just down into the ground so that it would be easy to just pop them right out, but no, they grew horizontally, like they'd grow down about an inch and then out horizontally, making it almost impossible for them to be uprooted. Now, these trees were really tiny, and their root systems reflected at least as big as the actual trunk itself. So to pull them out required a shovel and some good old muscle power. I finally worked out a system, pulling, then digging, pulling, then digging, then pulling some more. It was a really great workout routine. In fact, the back of my legs were sore for a few days afterwards. But those little redbud saplings can give us an important concept. They have it all figured out. To grow and thrive, it is essential to establish a good root system. A secure root system defines the life of a tree. You know, we often hear people talk about being ready to put down roots. Usually this means that they're tired of moving and that they're ready to settle down, to plug into their new home and community. There's a grounding quality to being rooted. It makes us feel safe, stable, and established. Perhaps this is why throughout scripture, there are many references to being rooted. And in today's episode, I want to take a look at three of those together. The first one is found in Psalm 1. David talks about a righteous person being like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Psalm 1-3. You guys, it's all about location, location, location. Want to thrive? Find a good location. Want to grow strong, healthy, and yield fruit in season? Plant yourself next to some life-giving water. Trees flourish when they have access to a constant water supply. 
What's really cool, though, is as believers, Jesus says that through him, we have access to living water and will never thirst. The water he gives will become in us like a spring of water welling up to eternal life. John 4, 14-15 If we are rooted in Christ and his spirit lives within us, then we are already overflowing with the very water that we need to grow. The second scripture I want to look at is found in Ephesians 3, 17 and 18. Paul says, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Paul's prayer is that God's people would be rooted and established in love. It's possible to be rooted in anger, grief, envy, or self-righteousness. Or maybe like bitterness, they become rooted in us if we allow them to take up residence. But Paul prays that God's people would instead be rooted in love. Just imagine how well-nourished and established we could become if we were growing roots in soil of love. It makes me think of a far-reaching forest. Silently, underneath the forest floor, a vast root system is growing together, a web of roots establishing the forest itself. I think that's what the church is like when in love we have the power to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. The third passage I want to look at with you today is found in Colossians 2, 6-7. through Paul again says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Again, we hear the word rooted. And this time he says that we should be rooted and built up in Jesus himself. In this way, our faith is established. The word established means to be set up on a firm or permanent basis. Yes, that's what I want. I want to be established in Christ. I want to be rooted in his system. One of my favorite spring and summer activities, you guys, is gardening. I'm sure that's no surprise if you've been reading my blog or listening to my podcast long. Well, every winter I receive an Heirloom Seed Company magazine in the mail, and I look forward to it because it always comes in the doldrums of winter, and I need some things to dream about for spring. So one year, a couple of years ago, I started growing all my seeds inside long before the first frost. I watered them. I placed them in the sun. I carefully watched them grow. At first, they grew very slowly, but then they picked up speed. And by April, they were outgrowing their tiny containers. Now, if I hadn't transplanted them into the garden when it was time, they would have been unable to grow further because they could not have established a robust and healthy root system in the tiny little containers I had them planted. No, they needed more room that they could spread their roots and grow the way they were designed to flourish. According to Colossians 2, we are to be rooted in Christ, allowing us to be built up and our faith to be established, then we too will flourish. So now let's take a pause. If you're somewhere outside, enjoy the view. If you're not, either keep your eyes open or go ahead and close them. And take a few deep breaths. Take as many as you need. And then I want you to think for a minute about seasons in your life, in your faith, 
when you have felt deeply rooted? What was it like to feel established and plugged in? If you haven't ever experienced that, what do you think it might feel like to be able to become rooted and established, to plug into a church near you, to spend time growing in Christ? If you want to, maybe pray or journal this week about ways that you can be rooted in love in your family, in your community, or in your church body. Y'all, those red buds grow some gnarly roots. They are not easily uprooted. And I hope actually that we will do the same. Let's grow some gnarly roots through streams of living water in love and established in Christ. And now, as we prepare for what comes next in our day, I wanna leave you with a benediction. And I pray that you, friends, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. I'm Jenny Detweiler with PRN. Pause, renew, next. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus. Thank you.